previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Yeah. So I had friends growing up that were like talking about Jeter and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> give, me, give me any of the Red Sox ahead, players. <laughs> <laughs> but we've said this on the podcast before. We respect. We yeah. hate the Yankees, but we respect. Yeah. I, so. I do not. I can't, <laughs> okay. I can't for you. I can't go in with both feet on that one. Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Well, who the bloody hell is that? Whoa. Hey, everyone. Simon with the script. <laughs> Simon, that is so yeah, American of you to say that. <laughs> Did you enjoy that script? Yeah. yeah. Simon, that's so American of you to say that. I, I mean, yeah, well, right? if Chuck told me to literally say bloody, I would <laughs> never really say that. Well, what would you normally say, Simon? You know, just probably some expletive. Use the C word, the Who F the word. Bleep is that? Know. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like fear the deer or something like that. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, or no, it's F the buck. F the buck. That's what it was. Not F the. Anyway, <laughs> Simon, Tiny Chuck, welcome back to the show. We're so excited. We haven't done this in a long time. A four way. We haven't yeah, done a four way in a long time. No, absolutely. Wow. This we'll is to do a five way soon. Yes, because Ritz is celebrating the New Year. I believe. I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ritz is all right. He said bloody something. Bloody something. All right. <laughs> Here we go. I'm, it's so nice to hear you guys. We're having such fun over here. What a big weekend this was. This was crazy. First, should we do the shout out first? Yeah. To everyone who came to see Cheek to Cheek this weekend. That was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's nice it's, that people get to see you do something you enjoy. Whoa. All right. Let's not get into that. <laughs> that, that settlement still hasn't You're come so through, good. Roxy. You're so good. I bet they... I think they all saw your charisma. The, the settlement hasn't come through, Roxy. Let's be careful who we're, <laughs> whose hand we're biting here. Let's just get into the show. First of all, we have two apologies. And of course, they're both from Chuck. (laughs) But the first one is, well, I'm going to read it. It's an email. It's from Bob Walsh, episode 39. It says, Chuck and Roxy, congratulations on finally getting much-deserved attention from the big show. And thanks for the wonderful explanation of what The Summer of Littles is on a recent podcast. If your new listeners want to learn more about this event, save the date, August 5th, 2023. (gasps) I just can't even right now. They can check out the website, summeroflittles.com, and follow at LittleSummer2 on Twitter. So that's LittleSummer, the number two. So at LittleSummer, the number two on Twitter. And of course, we have the website, summeroflittles.com. And then he says, and just a reminder that if folks want to get the word out about a Littles get-together outside of the August soiree, we can advertise your event on the website's random gatherings page and our social media outlets. Just email the details to summeroflittles2 at gmail.com. So that's summeroflittles, the number two, at gmail.com. Now, where the apology comes in, Bob Walsh, is we should have mentioned that last time. I know. That's one of my favorite things to say. I know. We completely forgot about the website when we were talking about Summer of Littles. Mm -hmm. So that's our first apology. The second apology is to Claire Natola. And I I would say all the littles, actually. We feel bad. Okay, so Claire Natola posted this whole thing about the own a piece of chatter history with the raffle we're doing for for the chatter Rocco's Warriors. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all the money's going to Rocco's Warriors. And we basically read the ad as she wrote it. And it kept saying, we, 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 us, this. And it made it sound, when I heard it back, I didn't even realize this when I was reading it. It sounded like we, Roxy, the Loyal Littles podcast, were doing this raffle. We have nothing to do with this, Littles. We're just encouraging it and trying to get it out there. The way I read it, though, it made it sound like we were the ones. Yeah, do it. We, this is we, all Claire. This is all Claire Natola doing this. Yep. And all the money's going to Rocco's Warriors. We know they appreciate it. So kind of an apologies. I, I was meaning like we the littles. Yeah. 
of Little Dumb and that stuff. That's where I was when I was saying it. I didn't mean to make it sound like this was a Loyal Littles podcast event. I'm sure they'll I'm sh- understand. I'm sure she totally understands, but <laughs> I felt bad. When I heard it back, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like we're putting this whole raffle on. Oh, yeah. So no, no, anyway, no. remember, you have till Tuesday, October 4th to email a screenshot of your donation, which you can either do at PayPal or Venmo, or you can email Claire and send a check. Her email is claire.natola at gmail.com. That's C-L-A-I-R-E dot N-A-T-O-L-A at gmail.com. You can do that, but just send a screenshot. The Venmo is at Rocco28. That's R-O-C-C-O-2-8. And if you need the verification code, it's 8148. And if you want to do PayPal, it's at Rocco's Warriors NP. That's Nancy Paul NP. Rocco's Warriors NP. And remember, any donation in multiples of five, for every $5, you get a raffle ticket yep. that she will send you via email after you send her your screenshot, and you'll be in the drawing, and you'll yeah. get these really great chatter, I think they're polo shirts. They're polo shirts. They're not shirts. just the t-shirts like we have. There's four blue and one black, I believe. Yeah, and if they're available, you'll have your choice of color yep. until everything's ready to go. Yep. So everyone, get your raffle tickets. Get them in. You're almost out of time. All right, why don't we just get to the rest of the email? Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Okay, so Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. So glad you guys are watching Only Murders. So good. Now, okay, so we only watched the first episode. Yeah, yeah, we only watched the first episode, but that's okay. It's We're on our way. Gentlemen, do you know about this? It's on Hulu, right? Only Murders in the Building. I've heard of the title. Yes. Is this with uh, Steve Martin yes. and yes. Martin Short? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've watched, I think, the first season, maybe. Okay, second season's out. I don't know if there's going to be a third season, but we just discussed, my sister just said, hey, if you're not watching this, you should be. And we were like, I've never heard it. And of course, I was like, why didn't you tell us this earlier in the summer when there was nothing else on TV? To I, had, <laughs> I had heard about it, but I didn't realize who was in it or what it really was. And I hear the word murder and I'm like, Ugh, nope, staying away. But we watched the first episode. It seems interesting. Yeah, it seems like it could be fun. Yeah, I like. Well, they're very similar, obviously, because they're older men. But right. I like the dynamic of having the younger Selena Gomez. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. she and but they all have a common interest. Like yeah. Little's having a common interest in this podcast. Sure. You know, all ages. Yeah. All right. So then we heard. I love these because a lot of times, Roxy, I don't read these to her. I have Uh, no idea. No, it's not a big deal. Chuck and Roxy, just a quick note to say thank you for keeping us way past our bedtime last weekend. You night owls sure know how to have a good time. Seriously, it was so great to meet you both in person and really fun to see Chuck perform in Cheek to Cheek. Lots of love from Nashville, Tim and Becca Wildsmith, episode 133. Love it. Anytime. Love it. Anytime. You guys come back and we're going to try to get out to Nashville too soon. Yeah. All right. Then we, we love the short ones, Roxy. Jonathan mm-hmm. Scriven. I hope I'm saying that right. Episode. To be determined. This is fun. I've got some catching up to do. <laughs> yes, you do. This is episode 176. You have fun with that. There are some. They're all great. But they're yes. all great. Yes. Okay. Enjoy. All right, gentlemen. Now listen up. We heard from Lee Gordon. Episode 80. If you're confused by chicken fingers, wait till you ask Third Wheel Simon about fish fingers. Now, before we get into that, let's just do the bare bones. Because last episode, (laughs) we had a big discussion over chicken fingers versus chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. And of course, then we were like, do chickens even have fingers? Blah, blah, blah. They have talons. So, so Tiny Chuck, what do you say? Do you call them tenders or fingers? I call them fingers because you eat them with your fingers. Okay. Okay. It's finger food. Okay. Well, it could be picked up and breaded. Becca Wildsmith will have a conversation with you off air at some point because she uses a fork and knife. Uh, Simon, where do you lie? Tenders or fingers? 
chicken strips. I oh, think. whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah mixing blown. it up. Now, now it's just taking it to a whole new level because now all these people that wrote in this episode are going to have to rewrite in uh-huh. and explain that to Tom Chuck here. Okay. <laughs> so, Simon, though. Or, or, yeah, chicken strips or I guess chicken fingers maybe. I don't know, but chicken strips. Okay. As okay. Okay. Simon, what the bloody hell are fish fingers? Are they just basically deep fried fish instead of chicken? I mean... With all due respect, what do you think fish fingers are? Do you like that's what I'm more curious. Like, what else could they possibly? Fish well, don't have fingers. Right. So how can so... they have fingers? So I guess going by what Tiny Chuck said about finger food, I'm guessing what I would call fish sticks. But aren't those on a stick? Yeah, fish sticks. No, fish sticks aren't on a stick. That's just the shape. I think it's that, like mozzarella but, but yeah. sticks. Oh, okay. Yeah, f- fish fingers are fish breaded and in the shape of like they ba- they are fish sticks. Yeah, fingers. Yeah. So it's like so it could be fish tender. Uh, mm, I think the whole fish is tender. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The the fish fingers Roxy is coming in hard with the knowledge. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fish fingers is a classic dish, though. Okay. Fish fingers, chips, and peas. Oh, yummy. Well, fish and chips, yes. But that's, that, see, the, a fish and chips, that's not a fish finger to me. That's no, like a that's sandwich. Different. Yeah, right. That's like, wait, wait, what's a sandwich? What? Well, like a fish sandwich, like a fried fish sandwich. I That was the one thing I had to get when I went to London okay, last time. Okay, but time, I don't really. do Fish and it, chips. What? You don't do the bread on it, though. You don't do you the bread? bread? Fish and chips is not a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where where did you go? Yeah, you're in trouble. Apparently, I went That's to the terrible. wrong country or something. <laughs> I don't know. God. All right. Oof. Then we heard from Eric Londrigan, episode four, chicken tenders <laughs> are a cut of chicken meat underneath the breast. Chicken fingers are usually breast meat and can be tenders, but not all fingers are tenders. Chickens, oh, God. He continues. Chickens do not have fingers, which make it hard for the birds to flip the bird. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so true. I don't know. First of all, I don't want to say too much crap because Eric came to see my show this, this yeah. weekend. It was so great to see Eric. Yeah, but that's great. And then, of course, he has two emojis. He has a chicken emoji and then the TK salute emoji. Love it. After that. So is that anything, guys? The type of meat, I guess? I think he's got oh, something on that. Yeah, because, I mean, sure. Yeah, a chicken tender, I, I, I think, is going to be like real chicken. Whereas a chicken finger could be like processed chicken molded yeah. into the shape. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. He now, didn't yeah. see my show, but I still agree with him. So. <laughs> it's not mine. Right. It's our show. Now, wait yeah. a minute. So I have now, a show tonight. He could come. What too. about fish? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so interested in this fish fingers thing because I never really thought because I only call them fish sticks. So I guess it's the same thing. But is there a specific type of meat of fish, like a type of fish? Uh, well, cod, typically right? cod. Oh, yeah. but. Because of sustainables, it's better to go with haddock these days. Right, you know, right. Because okay. of cod, you know, depleted resources and all that. It's a white but, fish. Uh, okay. It's a white fish. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be a white fish. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do catfish. But I know people deep fry catfish. Well, I guess, but right? I don't yeah. think they make the shapes. Okay. <laughs> right. Catfish is not is not big in the UK, really. Right. It's, Does uh, it look like yeah. a kitty? Is it in the shape of... I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> all right. And then, now, of course, as we know, if we're going to go on food topics, we're going to go to a pro. Okay, so we're going to leave you with this and then we're going to get to our Meet the Littles guest. Guys, it's so great to have you back on. I wish we could talk for hours. Uh, We can. We can, but just not this podcast. That'll be a different podcast because the the Littles want to meet the Littles. We know what they came here for. So we heard from Oz, the great and flavorful. Now, episode two, episode two. Now, remember, Littles, as we said, if you would like, you can send in a voice memo. Hey guys, it's Oz from the Emerald City. Well, actually from Milwaukee. Got a little hint here for you about chicken fingers and chicken tenders. Chicken tenders are actually cut pieces of the chicken breast or the actual tender. 
Chicken fingers are processed white meat. So they could be little parts of the tenders or the breasts that were cut up and chopped up in small pieces and reformed like a nugget. So there you go. Remember, fear the deer. All right. And what we call that sometimes, Roxy, is information for life. Yep. All right. Let's get out of here. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Meredith Fusi, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Played in this episode by a band called Bonfire Falls, and this song is called Victoria. This is actually one of Roxy's favorites, and if you like what you hear, you can find all their stuff. Just head on over to bonfirefalls.com. That is B O N F I R E F A L L S.com, and that link will actually take you right to their Bandcamp page where you can find all of their stuff and buy their digital albums, etc. We know they'd really appreciate it. We've actually gotten to see them perform live here in New York City a bunch of times. They're just fantastic. And as always, we'll play the full song, Victoria, at the end of the podcast. time to meet the littles and roxy out of the country i can't wait this is gonna be a fun one uh, roxy's already just loving the accent oh yeah it's awesome <laughs> all right awesome. Well, please welcome to the podcast Kristen leblanc hey Kristen, <laughs> how's it going how'd i do there was that pretty good good that's good yeah. that was good awesome chuck never gets the, those I like right the more radio voice than just when we were talking earlier yeah <laughs> right. you kind of turn it on oh uh, yeah oh yeah turn it on Don't, wait you're giving away our secrets here so chris we actually want to start we're going to do this a little differently littles normally we go right to the back at story and find out where they grew up and stuff we're actually going to start kind of where your fandom because you have an interesting story about an email that you actually had read on the show so why don't you start with that Yes, I've been listening to the show for quite a long time, like well before the Monday Night Football years when he took a hiatus. I feel like I've been listening for a good 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an email. Actually, I was sending music. My cousin has a bunch of albums out, and I figured I'll send a few of his songs in. So when Tony read my email, he said, Kristen John LeBlanc is sending in her cousin's music. Right. And I get that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, of course. I mean, maybe not when you hear my voice, but right. when you just see my name in print. But I thought I did slide in John. 
Yeah, right. right. John LeBlanc. Right. I assumed he figured it was going to be a man. So my previous emails from here on in are usually a man named Kristen. <laughs> Love That's it. how he signs his emails Love now. Love it. Love that. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm on Facebook. I've had people say, what's with the combined account? Because they assume oh. my wife was Kristen and I'm John. Yeah. Oh, right. So yep. even my Facebook is a man named Kristen. <laughs> okay, but so, that I could understand, actually. But now that you're saying that, that mm-hmm. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I will say this real quick. Roxy's a little disappointed here, simply because... I said your name perfectly, apparently, which is great. And full disclosure, I only said that because as most littles know, when they come on, we have a little thing that you do before we start recording and you say your full name. Uh-huh. And that's right. when I heard you say LeBlanc. Yeah. Okay. LeBlanc. When yeah, I first. Silent C. Yeah, yeah. See, when I first told Roxy who was coming on, I said, oh, his last name's LeBlanc. And she said. Any relation to Matt? <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to. I, I, <laughs> Another funny story, I guess, from for that, my father had a boatyard. We built boats here in my hometown for years. And Matt LeBlanc himself actually called our company to figure out prices on boats and stuff. So that's just kind of weird, actually. I'm not related to him, I don't think. But I do have hundreds and hundreds of cousins I've never met in the New England part of USA. Oh, well, so you all, never know. All I could say is shut the front door. <laughs> Roxy's like, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. That's so fun. That's one thing about French. There's a lot of silent letters. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. Well, this is now becoming my new Giannini, Christopher Giannini, yeah, an- yeah. another little, uh-huh. obviously a paisan. Hey, he's yeah. Italian. Yeah. And uh, that was my favorite. I don't know. This is now, this is kind of becoming a quick favorite. La Blanc. Yeah. La Blanc. Love, it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's now go back. Go back to the very beginning. Tell us all about yourself. Introduce yourself to the loyal littles out there. Well, again, my name is Kristen John LeBlanc. I am a man. Um, <laughs> I'm 40. I I'm a man. As a man. Um, <laughs> and I just come from a very small village in Wedgeport, Nova Scotia, Canada. A lot of times when you have an email read on anything, they'll just say Canada because to them it's just one big street. Right. But I, I live on the most southern tip of Nova Scotia. So there's a ferry that goes from my hometown to Portland, Maine, which is like a three-hour boat ride. Mm-hmm. So we are relatively close to USA. But yeah, I just come from a small little village. There's maybe a thousand people here. As you can tell, I have a fairly thick French accent. I'm, I'm trying my best to hold that down a little bit because it, it can get worse. Usually a couple drinks, the French accent gets thicker. <laughs> but I, if I may say, your English is it. fabulous. Yeah. Your English is yes. fantastic. I mean, uh, we, English is a second language, but not too much of a second language. Because, yes, everything on TV here, everything we do is in English. But mm-hmm. I, I do come from a French village. Right. We spoke French at home. I went to a French school. But English obviously creeps into everyone's life. So you, you can't really get away from it. But right. Right. I've met people before and they will stop me and say, you know, for a French person, your English is actually better than expected <laughs> which i mean i'm not gonna take that as an insult that's fine no I mean. no yeah. <laughs> yeah but i built boats with my father for well i actually started working with him when i was like 13 maybe that's the child labor laws at this point but back then it was fine uh-huh. yeah I, I was the, I, I called it sanitation engineer just basically cleaning up and and doing <laughs> random jobs and i worked there till i was probably oh in my early 20s and then after that, this is a fishing village, so I ended up going lobster fishing and 
the season starts the last Monday of November, so we get to go fishing in the crappy part of the year. Obviously, <laughs> it's cold, yeah. and it finishes in the, the last day of May. Oh, wow. So, obviously, we get the worst part of the season, the worst part of the year for cold and weather. There's a lot of days you just can't get out there because it's, it's just too windy. That's okay. I had a radio show, a French radio show uh, locally here. We called it Safa Poit La Rim, which our French is an Acadian French, which I guess we would be the ancestors of what you guys would call the Cajuns in Louisiana. Oh, okay. The French people in my area were deported in, I think, 1755 to Louisiana. And the word Cajun is kind of like a bastardized Acadian, okay. like an Englishized Acadian. Okay. So they just came out with Cajun. Like that's something we were taught in school. The British came to Nova Scotia in the 1700s and deported all the natives and the French people out of the area. Wow. And obviously, years later, a lot of the French people that were deported to Louisiana came back. Yep. So that's my ancestry. Is we were part of the Leblancs that came back from Louisiana. Oh wow. And now go more into this radio show. Yes, I had my own radio show. We called it Safa Poit La Rim, which translate to that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I wanted to go with basically just translate last week tonight, like the HBO show last week tonight. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to call it La Semaine Dernier de Soir, which, yes, that's last week tonight. Wow. But they didn't want me to do that because it was too close to the HBO show. I right. said, well, I don't think HBO is listening to a, a local <laughs> station that's being broadcasted to 10,000 people. Right. But I just put it on Facebook and said... We need a, a name for a show. And the first person who responded was that. And I thought, okay, that's actually perfect. Yeah. That's so actually, we would just yeah. talk about random stuff that happened in the news that was light enough to poke fun at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you know how it is. You can't really poke fun at too much because right. you're going to either piss off half the group that's listening. So we, we kind of kept it light. We mm-hmm. did it for five years. We're not getting paid for this. This was just sure. voluntary, something to do. My buddy was running the station, and I said, you guys need a, almost like a podcast, like a talk show. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm French. I'm not listening to French radio myself. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy some French music, but I'm not listening to a French radio station. So we started doing that. They said, the only thing you can't talk about is basically sex and religion, and you can do whatever else you want to do. So uh, found a co-host, found a tech guy, and we were on air every Monday night from 9 to 10 for five years. And then when COVID hit, we weren't allowed in the studio anymore. So we kind of drifted apart. And we were thinking about making a podcast later on in English because, again, only half the population around here can speak French or understand French. So we figured maybe we'd do an English podcast sometime. And so what did you talk about? I mean, what were your favorite topics? Is it mostly sports, Um, politics? Because... I heard. I noticed that wasn't off the table. Interestingly, yeah, some, somewhat politics. Gee, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a lot of times we had joked about we would get there maybe an hour before we're on air and kind of sit together, and we only needed about I don't know four or five stories to talk about because sure. every 15 minutes we had to go to commercial and we mm-hmm. had to do whatever, so we didn't have a tons of time. But we, the show was it didn't make sense. We kind of just talked about whatever. A lot of times I would tell my co-host we're going to take separate cars. We're not going to talk to each other. We're going to just flick the switch and yeah. just go. Yeah. yeah. And those were often our best shows. Yep. And I couldn't even tell you what we talked about. <laughs> for them. But a lot of times it was just whatever was happening in the news. We wouldn't do too much local news because, again, then you just piss off the other half of the crowd. So, right. yep. you know, we were more globally uh, week in review type of show. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
we would play William Shatner spoken word stuff a lot because we're just that weird. Like, right. I would put on Facebook, William Shatner Christmas songs, you're welcome. You know, like, because a lot, a lot of times the music that was on this station was bad. Yeah. So my whole shtick was, I'm going to just lean into this bad stuff and just try to play the weirdest and worst music I could possibly find. <laughs> so like Star Wars Christmas songs that Chewbacca was singing. That's right. a thing. Oh. That's out there. Yes. And we would play that. And like my mom would listen and text me and say, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like, look, they don't pay me for this. What can they do? Fire right. me. I, right. I'm exactly. This for fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it translated to the people that really liked the show loved it when we played stuff like that. Right. Bon Jovi plays the guitar in a Christmas album for Star Wars. Really? So that's why we want like that's why we wanted to play it. So right. Chewbacca is singing a Chris, like Jingle Bells with John Bon Jovi playing oh, the wow. guitar. I don't know why this reminds me. It just brought up a thought from my childhood <coughs> of all things. Uh, this is back when there were eight tracks. Do you know what that is? Oh yes. Eight track tapes? Okay, Roxy does not know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask how, how old is Roxy, but maybe I shouldn't. I don't know, that's you can't okay. ask a woman her age. Come no, on, man. Okay. What are I, you doing out I here? I don't mind. I'm 33. 33. 33. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Cuz I mean, my first vehicle had an eight track. Right, uh, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the first one I, I remember. I mean, look, too, I know what they I are. I just not never lived vehicle. with them. <laughs> I'm not that. And old. the little clicker on the floor for your high beams. Is yeah. that something yeah. only I remember? No, I remember that too. But not when I was driving, but when I was a kid. So yeah. I knew what okay. it was. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm quite as old as you, but that's okay. But right. I had an A track that was Superman the Disco album. And it was basically uh, the Superman, the original movie, uh -huh. the one with Reeves. Yeah. And right. They had the soundtrack, but it was all set to like disco music. Huh. And Whoa. it was one of my favorite. I don't know why. That's wild. I think it was honestly because it was in the 99 cent bin. Probably. Right. And I used my own allowance to buy it. And I mean, this is back when, okay, 99 cents was not that much, but it wasn't dirt cheap. Like today it would be right. like, that's free. But I think because I bought it with my own money and my mom was like, okay, you're really going to listen to this? I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> mom. And so I put it on all the freaking time and right. hated it. But that, it kind of like sounds like we were talking about. My first cassette tape I ever bought was the Simpsons Sing the Blues. Oh, okay. My mom thought it was crazy because yeah. it's like born under a bad sign and songs like that sang by like Homer Simpson. Right. So now quickly yeah. go into how did you find your co-host? Co-host was a, a guy I went to school with right from primary right to grade 12. We have our children are in the same class. And my buddy that was running the station said, if you can find yourself a co-host, we will record one episode and we'll bring it to the board of directors and we'll see what they think. Hmm. So I just called my buddy Jean-Claude again, another French not Jean Claude, but so Jean Claude. <laughs> yeah, Jean Claude. So Jean Claude. I contacted him about it and he said, sure. The radio station had a little office in the high school that's just not far from here because the radio station itself, their office is probably an hour from me. Oh, wow. So that's okay. why they did like a satellite station somewhere here, not far. So we didn't have to go far to record. We would just drive 20 minutes down the road to the high school, which my buddy Jean-Claude is one of the teachers at the high school. So he said, I'm already here. You guys just show up and we'll jump in and record it. So right. we just recorded a, an hour long show. I sent it to my buddy at the station. And a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, they liked it. And there was actually nothing on air after nine o'clock. Right. On Monday nights. Oh. So our whole shtick was we're slightly better than just static. Right. You know, we're <laughs> right. better than nothing, I guess, <laughs> is how we kind of went with it. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. We always said we were the best show on Monday night from 9 to 10 yep. on 
a station that had nothing else better to put on. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we've got so much more to get into, but we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have, do you want to say it, Roxy? I think you do. Kristen LeBlanc. I love there it. you go. Love it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher Giannini, but this is going to be a close <laughs> second or first. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, listen, you kind of dropped in here how you said there's a ferry that goes to Maine and it's like three hours. Yes. I did a Meet the Littles or a Summer of Littles event in my little hometown. Bob Walsh contacted me, I think, because he had heard a couple of my emails uh-huh. read on the big show. So he reached out to me and he said, would you like to host a Summer of Littles meet and greet? I said, I'm from a really small town. I literally have two people on my Facebook that are strangers to me, but only because I've heard their emails read on the big show. So I kind of reached out to these people. But that's it. No one I know really listens to the show. Again, I live in a village of like a thousand people right most people don't even know what a podcast is right mm-hmm. or how to get one how <laughs> right. to listen to it yeah you know so so he how- said well do it anyhow pick a venue on uh, i think it's is it august 6th yeah it was august this? 6th yeah yeah i said well it's just gonna be me no one's gonna show up to this thing he said well if it's only you take a picture we'll put it on the summer of littles <laughs> website and we'll go from there but he said hopefully next year there'll be a few more and a few more but yes there is a ferry that pretty much lands right in the middle of town water street it's Again, a very small town of five or 6,000 people. And the ferry goes from Yarmouth to, I think, Portland, Maine. That makes sense, yeah. They used to go to Bar Harbor, Maine, but I think oh. they've changed it to Portland, Maine now. Okay. It's a very fast ferry. It's like a catamaran type right, of thing, but it, right. it's, it's fairly big. It fits a couple hundred cars. Oh, wow. Okay. So how often do you do that? How often do you get to the States? I haven't, even though the ferry is right there, I have actually never taken that ferry, which is weird. It's 20 minutes from my house that goes straight to Portland, Maine. But I've only been to the States, I would say, three times. I'm not sure why. I guess my parents were never much travelers. Like We had visited cousins in Lynn, Massachusetts when I was 13. Uh And I went to Orlando, to Disney twice with my family, I think in 2017 and 2019. Oh, That's okay. it. That's the furthest I've been is Orlando. Orlando's pretty far from where yeah, you are. Yeah, I was say so. from where you are, sure. Yeah. So yeah. I guess the obvious question, you never got to chatter and stuff like that in the D.C. area. No, I really wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hoped that restaurant was going to go on for a little longer. Than yeah, right. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you said off air that you made it to Woodstock, didn't you? Yes, I drove to Woodstock. That would have been Rome, New York in 99. I think I was 21, I believe, at the time. I was the only one of the three people that went that was old enough to drink in the States because here it's 19. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the beer gardens was so far away from the music that I think I only drank the one beer. We showed up, went to the beer gardens. It's like, so where is everything? It's like, okay, the stage is six miles that way. So, well... I'm not going to sit here and drink when I I didn't drive all the way to Rome, New York to drink. I can do that anywhere. Sure. So it was funny. We went to a stage. Again, I'm from a small town with nothing in it. And there's this huge stage that's like 100 feet long and 100 feet tall. And there was almost as much people at Woodstock than there was in my home province. Right. (laughs) You know, the population of Nova Scotia was like 800,000. Well, there was 500,000 there. So um, we went to a stage. The first act was James Brown. Mm. I don't know what anyone knows about James Brown. But to me, even at 21, I thought, this is pretty legendary. Like, I kind of have to see that. Yeah. So we walked to the stage and I get right to the front of the stage. And I'm thinking that was too easy. 
there's something wrong. So the first band that came out was not James Brown. You know, I got the band names on a sheet here. I look at the stranger next to me and I said, it says James Brown. Why is it not James Brown? He said, well, James Brown's on the big stage. And I'm thinking, well, if this is not the big stage, <laughs> right. you know, to me, this was the biggest thing I had seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so the big stage was, I think, three miles. Oh, wow. Because the whole venue was like a six mile circle on that old army base. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So by time we walked to the other stage, they were at like the third act. Right. That's how long it took. Right. So I drove all the way to Rome, New York and missed James Brown. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wow. But you got to see some good acts, I assume. Right? We got to see a lot of stuff. Kid Rock was more known in USA than he was in Canada at the mm-hmm. time. Uh-huh. I had no idea who he was. Right. Even then in 99. But I was quite impressed with him at the time. Like he had told the whole audience if he had an empty water bottle to throw it at the stage. So he counted down and everyone threw their bottles at him. But mm-hmm. the guy next to me, we, it was kind of like a the way it was set up was a little valley. So the stage was at the bottom and you kind of had like a natural grandstand type of thing. Mm-hmm. You could sit on the grass mm-hmm. yeah. and there was flatbed trucks parked on top of the hill. So that's where we would sit a lot of times. So the guy next to me had a full bottle of water and he threw it over people's heads. And so we're on top of a flatbed that's on top of a hill. By time it finally hit someone, I don't know how far that thing had traveled, but it had totally knocked out the person that he hit. Oh my gosh. Whoa. So, I mean, when you're 21, it yeah. was kind of funny at the time. Yeah. Right, but but, uh, <laughs> right. From a guy that came from a small village that really didn't do much. The Woodstock was quite the uh experience quite the event yeah wow. right wow. well so now real quick because we're almost out of time but let's get into this real quick because this be interesting i'm not going to make the mistake eric barnes episode <laughs> i don't remember that we're going to assume you're a hockey fan but just in case where does your fandom lie what's your favorite sport what's your favorite teams and all that stuff I guess I'm a hockey fan just because I am Canadian. I think we all learn to skate before we learn walk. to walk. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. I played hockey from five years old right till 21. And I haven't played in a little while because the last time I played, I actually tripped and fell and broke a vertebrae in my back. Oh. So that kind of stopped. I call it scrub gang. You know, just mm-hmm. a bunch of guys renting the ice and going to play. So at 45, being a lobster fisherman, uh, I guess it wasn't worth the injury. So I kind of gave up. But uh, I guess when I was a kid, it was always... Montreal Canadiens, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do like NFL quite a bit. And I always liked Peyton Manning and mm-hmm. people like that. So mm-hmm. right now, I don't really have a set team that I cheer for, but I do watch it quite a bit. Gotcha. Nice. Interesting. Now, is the Canadian Football League going on right now? Yes, I think it did start. Again, okay. I don't watch the CFL yeah. a lot because they have different rules. And I, uh-huh. to me, I just don't like their rules. Right. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> Hear that, Eric? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> We're big NFL fans too, though. But that's good. This way you don't have really one team in particular to root for. You can just enjoy the game and everything right. like that. Right. So that's great. Yeah. All right. And I know we opened the interview with this stuff, but you were talking about emails. Now, when did your fandom start? When did you become a little? I started listening to the show, I would say a good 15 years ago. One of the stories I remember the most, I was at the gym and I'm listening to the podcast and they're talking about a like a satellite that's supposedly crashing down to mm-hmm. Earth at some point. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really sure exactly where it was going to hit. Mm. They just assumed Atlantic Ocean or I forget exactly. So when Tony said, great, basically that means I got a 50% chance of getting hit with this thing. And I remember lifting weights at the time and hearing that and then start laughing to myself with headphones on, struggling to not drop the weight on my neck. (laughs) I remember people looking at me thinking, this guy is crazy. Like, (laughs) he's just cackling, you know. Right. So, yeah, I think I started listening to him on like one of those iPod shuffles, like (laughs) the old style with the little tiny screen with the little thumb thingy. Yep. Yep. So it's been quite a while. 
I've sent some emails and had a few read. The last one I sent, I got a response from the gang. They weren't going to read it on air, so I might as well talk about it a bit here. Yeah. Sure. I don't think it's anything too major. I just think they didn't want to say it on the big show, I guess. So there was a concert in my area quite a while ago. I think it was called Fish Aid, kind of like the Farm Aid thing. Right, yeah. It was like a three-day concert with a bunch of Nova Scotian acts and some Canadian acts. And somehow I ended up with the job of working the backstage crew. So there was a guy from Halifax that was working for like a music store that was in charge of all the guitars and all the instruments. So the people would come to the equipment van, give us their guitar. I would give them a ticket with a number on it, and then they could leave. So when it was their turn to go on stage, the guy I was working with would have everything tuned and they would just give me the ticket. I'd find the guitar that went with that number and give it to them and they knew it was tuned and ready to go. So I'm not really sure how I ended up with that job, but I ended up meeting, I don't know if you guys know who the Rankin family is from Nova Scotia, but it's a popular country act. And there was a bunch of people, Jan Arden, Bruce Coburn, a bunch of Canadian acts. So at one point, Jan Arden comes out with her group and she's yelling for Chris. I'm thinking, all right, I guess that's me. Uh, it's like I, I, I flagged her down. She came up to me and she goes, are you Chris? It's like, yeah, I'm Chris. Uh, anything I can help you with? She said, Bruce Coburn told me that Chris had the cocaine. What? I'm like, I don't know what Chris you're looking for, but I'm pretty sure you got the wrong Chris. Oh, no. <laughs> I have your guitar. I do not have your cocaine. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you're doing, man, but you got the wrong Chris. I, I'm a Chris. Right. I'm not the Chris. Not the Chris. Right. T-H-E-E. Oh, he seems to be a fun guy, but that's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Kristen, on that note, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, we know you're a newbie. Uh, you've heard a bunch of episodes, but I'm yes, sure you know what's coming next. The fun, dumb questions. Oh, I can't wait. All right, Roxy, what do we got? All right. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? Where or when? I've seen these questions a lot. I think I would just go back in time, even when I was 10 years old, and just tell myself, or if I'm traveling back in time, I would invest in like Microsoft or Facebook or Twitter mm -hmm. and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's probably what I would do. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? I think my dream job would be on the radio or I guess have a popular podcast. Well, my friend, that can happen. <laughs> it can, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, you know, I'm not saying we're <laughs> successful. Oh, that was part of the question, wasn't it? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Go ahead, Roxy. What's next? What is your favorite family tradition? Oh, gee. I don't know if we have a lot of family traditions, but a traditional dish that we have around here is called rapi pie. You guys might have to Google that to see what that is. But it is a potato-based casserole, Ooh, I guess, wow. with chicken and butter and lard. <laughs> okay. So rapi pie is something that we have a lot, like at Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas or anywhere that you have to kind of feed a big gang. Uh -huh. So that's probably the one that comes to mind that I guess would be localized yeah. to me. No, that's great. Is that kind of like shepherd's pie? Mm, kind of, but it's more like you got to grate your potatoes and you got to reduce them. And it's basically just chicken and reduced potatoes. Okay. We'll, we'll have to potatoes. Google that. Yeah. yeah. Google rapi pie. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Nova Sounds Scotian good. or French Canadian well, French Acadian, I guess, for this area. Right. It's not the most appealing kind of food. We've given it to people from like Quebec and they, we slap it on the plate and they kind of look at us like, really? You want me to eat this? <laughs> you want to eat this Like crap? we put molasses and stuff on it. Of course. Canadian. Of course. Yeah, you know. right, right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, going off of that, what's the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Gee. 
Probably like something weird, like octopus or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I agree with oh, that. I agree 100%, but I, that's interesting to me because you're like a fisherman. Like snails, like escargot. Ooh. I can't. Oh, I I'm can't. with you, man. Yeah. Perfect. And yep. cow tongue. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, let's go with that food one. <laughs> okay. I'll go with cow tongue. <laughs> All right, cow tongue. That's a good answer. All right. What is the worst thing you did as a kid? I believe I, maybe it was more teenager. That's fine. Um, we were going to a dance, uh, me and a bunch of my friends, and we were like nine people in my mom's Toyota Tercel. And there was so much people that we didn't have room for everyone, obviously. So one of my buddies got in the trunk <laughs> and we ended up getting to the dance. And we didn't realize this, but the muffler had ripped off halfway to the dance. So we're inside on the dance floor. And my buddy is asked, where is uh, oh, no. where's Luke? It's like, oh, my God, he's in the trunk. He's still in the damn trunk. So <laughs> we ran outside. <laughs> this other fellow followed me outside because I guess he wanted to beat me up. And I said, hold on a second. I popped the trunk. And my buddy Luke jumps out all pissed off. And now I'm no longer outnumbered. Right. <laughs> so it was just kind of an odd thing. And we ended up flipping that car on the way home. <gasps> so we all climbed out, rolled it back on his wheels, and drove back to my mom's house. Oh, my God. That's- okay. And I didn't tell her. And she didn't find she- out? She didn't find out until we have a 10-year gap thing. So once something has been 10 years in the past, we tell them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, you know, mom, you know your car that you had to replace the muffler and you had a couple of dents there? Yeah. And I told her the whole story. Okay. This Bury the Lead there, moment has been brought to you by stickgrip.com. Now, listen. There are so many things about this story. We, we're almost out of time here. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. Wait, okay. We'll have to do a part two. Yeah. So someone wanted to beat you <laughs> yeah, up like, and you, you said, do? hang on a second. Let me get my buddy out of my trunk. Right. Like, right. That's what and happened. And he I, was he, like, he okay, followed me sure. Outside and he's like, oh, now you're by yourself. And he was like basically ready to swing. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah, I what did you do? Out, and now like, there's a pissed off guy. You did know? you dance with the wrong person? Like, what happened? Like, how did that I, happen? I, probably. Probably. <laughs> you know you know us French people. Oh. Oh, with a name like LeBlanc. I mean, that why not? Like LeBlanc. so hey. funny. Wow. And I then mean, you flipped the car, but it wasn't dented? Or there was just minor uh, damage? Well, those Toyota Tercels were pretty tough. I don't know. We... <laughs> We kind of took. I mean, it's a, not a Subaru, a, so you know. Hey, <laughs> we kind yeah, take that Subaru. Yeah. Um, we just took a turn a little too quick and yeah. kind of went into the ditch and rolled it on its hood. As we you just do. All climbed out. Kind of went rolled into it a back ditch. on its wheels and drove back home. Did your buddy wow. have to go back in the trunk though, or did somebody else not. volunteer? <laughs> I hope yeah. not. By the end of the night, a lot of scenes go missing. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, well played. Wow. <laughs> That wow. is a great story. That's I don't know how we're. I'm so top glad that. you all are okay. First of all, yeah. I mean, when you live in a small town, you have to entertain yourself somehow. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's like cow tipping to us where I grew up. So <laughs> I get yeah. it. Okay. All right. Well, Kristen, the man known as Kristen, can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Facebook and all that stuff? Do you have anything to plug? No, really. I, I don't have any kind of uh, podcast or anything. Well, going you should on start right one up. Uh, so now you'll have something to plug. My co-host that I had before on the radio show, we did talk about starting our own podcast. So okay. if I do start it back up, I will let you guys know. Absolutely. Awesome. Please do. And are you on And Facebook if you ever and- want to come to a Summer of Littles in Canada, <laughs> if you live anywhere on the East Coast, yeah. all you got to do is get to Maine and then Take a, ferry. a three-hour boat ride and you're there. I love yeah. that. Sounds like a good idea, actually. Oh, Drink yeah. some Canadian beer. Dr- ah, right. Exactly. It's like moonshine up here. Yeah, right, right. Love it. <laughs> So, and can we find you on Facebook and all that stuff? Twitter? Yes. Facebook is just my full name, Kristen John LeBlanc. 
Twitter, I believe it is just Kristen J. LeBlanc. Uh-huh. Okay. And I believe I'm on Instagram as well. And I think it's the same Kristen J. LeBlanc. It will be a picture, a black and white picture of me in my fishing attire. We call it oil gear. I know a lot of Americans call it like uh, oil slick or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Drinking a coffee. So if yeah. that's... Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Over or under? I'm going to have to go over, I guess. Excellent. What do you mean you guess? <laughs> of course you have. I mean, you could not. I mean, but that was just funny, I guess. No, you always got to go over. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. All right. Well, listen, Kristen, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate the time. Thank you very much for having me. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Grant Garraway, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. You say the price of your stuff is more than you're able to pay. You cry every time in your neighborhood you see an Amazon truck rolling by. Why so sad? Remember there's an online arrangement to help you get by. You should be glad. Despite economic tough times, TK's your man. Use the code. Don't be a dope. Grab your yardstick now and grab your rope. Use the code. Soon you'll see. You'll be better off financially. Inflation, it will rise. Markets fall. But the code will help us through it all. And when push comes to shove just remember the loyal littles community is surrounding you with love you say your bank account is draining and you can't go Stop your whining and complaining and just soldier on. Just listen to the podcast. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Come on, man, don't be downcast. Listen to Chuck and Roxy's podcast forever and ever. And ever and ever and ever. Come on, man. Use the code, people. How about that, Littles? Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Kristen, for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, Littles, that wasn't Kristen. That was the one and only Tony Beeson. And as we said, the Loyal Littles podcast is where unread emails and unplayed jingles come to die. Yes. So if you have one of those, send it over. Now, this one came. Him and his lovely wife just got to see Hamilton at the Aronoff. 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 I did that on purpose. <laughs> and <laughs> it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, as yes. Tiny Chuck and I like to say. And so he got this idea to use the code and came up with that lovely Great dude. jingle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. And it's obviously way too long to be played on the big show. So we welcome them here. 
along with the voice memos. Yeah. So, real quick, since Tiny Chuck is here, I did want to say, uh, what up, Tiny Chuck? How you liking the uh, Red what Sox up? spoiling the O's uh, playoffs? <laughs> but what I really wanted yeah, to say was... thanks a lot. Jeez. <laughs> you had to win one game or two games against the Red Sox, and you couldn't... Well, you, read, you won one, know, one right? before last weekend. Now, congratulations, Seattle Mariners. 21 years. It took them 21 years to get back to the playoffs. Wow. So this is going to be tricky now who we're actually rooting for, Roxy, because, you know, we don't have a dog in the race anymore. So Oh, we never did. Yeah. Well, but. not this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something, gentlemen, <laughs> it's so glad to have you both. Something we haven't done in a long time. Let's get to the news. All right, we know this is something the Littles crave, especially on the big show. So we like to do it here as well. Now, did you guys ever experience this? Because I think we all have a story about this, of something you're, you've collected as a kid and your parents threw it out like baseball cards. That would be my first thought. Mm-hmm. The baseball cards or... I don't think my parents ever you, threw anything out. They no, were... Like Beanie Babies, were, dolls or no, anything like that. No, no, you no. Might, well, you know, I shouldn't say that. That was very, that was very rude of me. I mean, you could collect baseball cards. <laughs> right. And Simon might be collecting dolls. Oh, yeah. I, don't I, know. I didn't Sorry, collect I didn't baseball cards. No, that was my brother. <laughs> no, I don't think Your brother I... collected dolls? No. Oh. Cards. Oh, cards. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I, again, I shouldn't be so shocked. It's 2022. Ooh, yeah. Off the rails. I, I, I am totally <laughs> stepping into it big time here. All right. So you Can't didn't wait collect for the anything? emails. No, yeah. I mean, I had a friend that she danced for a couple years. And after she was done for like five years, like she and I would play dress up with our old dance costumes all the time. And. I remember one day she found out that her mom threw away her favorite dance costume without uh, telling her, and it was a cute little bumblebee costume, and she was livid, bumblebee? livid. Simon, but, I will yeah. donate more money to Rocco's Warriors if you dress up and take a picture in a bumblebee outfit. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Are you getting me the bumblebee outfit? <laughs> Simon, you know, did you collect an anything investment. that your parents threw out? Collect anything that my parents threw out. Hmm. I mean, a couple of like, old T-shirts and things. Yeah. Okay. So that's not, not really. Yeah, so not like worth a ton of money or anything. Chuck, what about you? I somehow am missing a lot of comic books from oh. my youth. Oh, okay. And that's a good one. I have another one. I don't know if they threw them out and haven't fessed up, or if I just lost them. Oh. Right. They're well, missing. That's, so. That's, yep. That's my issue here because another one of mine was Matchbox cars. Oh Did yeah. Did you guys collect those? No. Suddenly, mm-hmm. I know Some. I had like hundreds, and now I have like one little case, which I'm glad because I was able to pass those down to my nephews when they came mm-hmm. over to my parents. They came over to grandma and grandpa's, and they were there to play with and stuff like that. Some of these are like from the 70s. Yeah. Some of wow. the, now they're not in mint condition by any means, so no, they're not really. No, because you played with them. Right. So they're not worth any more. Well, the point of I'm asking is because some things can be worth a lot of money, mm-hmm. and if they get thrown out, well, a Michigan judge orders parents who trash their son's porn collection to pay him thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> what? <laughs> Over the years, 38-year-old David Working curated an impressive collection of DVDs and VHS tapes. Oh, my god! While he could be described as a movie buff, <laughs> that uh, hoard of antiquated formats exclusively consisted of porn. What? But when his parents threw it away after he left in their basement, he sued them. While Beth and Paul Working loved their son, the couple was fed up with his extensive library of lust. This was not a matter of a few magazines and films, but a trove of 400 cassettes and 1,600 DVDs alongside a litany of sex toys. Oh, my gosh. Working divorced his wife in 2016, wonder why, and (laughs) subsequently sought refuge back home from his parents in Grand Haven, Michigan for 10 months before moving back to Indiana. It was then that he noticed a dozen boxes of porn worth $25,000 was missing and sued his parents for destroying it during his stay. Quote, 
I do not possess your pornography. It is gone, his father wrote. It has either been destroyed or disposed of. I may well have missed a few items that are now in your possession, but at this point, if you don't have it, it's gone. Ditto for your sex toys and smutty magazines. End quote. <laughs> Remarkably, David Working brought the matter in front of a judge, claiming that most of his collection was irreplaceable because the films were either out of print or had been made by studios that no longer exist. And U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney ruled that Working's parents owed him $30,441 for destroying his personal property. Making matters all the more hilarious, Maloney also ruled that the Workings must pay their son's attorney fee of $14,500. What? Now. Okay, I have a lot. I have a lot I'm, to say. Yeah, there's a lot to be there. at that Thanksgiving table, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What? Go ahead, Roxy. Okay, I mean, look, I get it. Everyone does it. But there are things that you share with your parents and things that you don't because it's just, you, you just don't. And I'm sorry, like, dude. Is there something you'd like to share with your father who listens to this podcast right now? No, listen, listen, no, listen. This (laughs) dude needed to read the room. Like, clearly, I don't know. I just would, if I were in his shoes, I would find somewhere else to put these things because. Not your parents' basement. Not my parents' basement. They can have whatever they want of my stuff, but not that. Okay. Also, for the record, that is not my situation. (laughs) Because that's also, I don't, the, dude. Because that's all yeah, she, over here. She right? stores her stuff. Yeah, at, no, over at like, Simon's yeah. across the street. Yeah, and exactly, then he's trying yeah. to pass it off like it's history. And it's well, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a collector's item. I, I don't mean, these know. Yeah. these studios don't exist anymore. I'm Some like, of these actresses are no longer, and actors are no longer in the business. So I, anyway, it's just sketchy to me. Simon, thoughts? Would you sue your parents over this? Uh. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Also, I didn't know that, like, so if your property is on someone else's property, they still can't touch it, essentially. I guess. I, I don't guess, know. right? I don't know. Tiny God. Chuck? What'd you say, comic uh, books? I think you should have built a room, like a secret room, like Barney did in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, right. right. And then he wouldn't have, they would have never found it. Yeah. Right. Like yep. his own little porn uh, house, whatever you I call it. Store. I feel like he was asking for it. <laughs> I do not blame the parents oh, whatsoever. Oh, yeah, way too much. Come Good yeah. for them. No, no, no. I mean, they should have at least settled for a, a much lower fee, I think. Or, like, why did it have to go to court to be I know, away? right. Why would you, yeah. How did it escalate to that? Yeah. Right, and so now you're going to, your relationship with your parents is screwed well, like, for the rest of your life right. because of porn. Yeah. Simon said Thanksgiving's <laughs> like, going to be interesting go. this year, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, there's internet now. You don't need all that. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, with the... <laughs> with the, the four one one, that would have been my ruling. Yeah. Any particular websites you'd oh, like to gosh. steer our listeners to, Chuck? I'm gonna step uh, away. Anyway, uh, no, no, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> All right, then of course we have to get to our Florida man news story. A Florida man reportedly took cut and run to a whole new level by cutting the grass in his getaway vehicle. Oh. By fleeing from officers on the lawnmower. They don't go very fast. According to the sheriff's office, Dusty Mobley, 40, was arrested on Saturday by a bizarre police chase. Deputies added that this arrest came just seven months after Moby had jumped into a swamp to escape deputies who were looking to serve warrants on him. Hey, we'll get back to that. The sheriff's <laughs> I mean, deputy, the sheriff's department said deputies went to the home in Florida to arrest Moby on an outstanding warrant. But Moby allegedly tried to escape by speeding away as fast as a John Deere ride-on lawnmower would carry him <laughs> until officers caught up and used a stun gun to capture him. It's unclear if the officers gave chase on foot or were in their patrol car. 
don't know why this is so funny to me. <laughs> Molly was wanted by the police in connection with the alleged theft of a $40,000 boat, which deputies said was stolen by a suspect who reportedly used heavy machinery to cut a hole in the side of a metal building to gain access to a business off Highway 4 in Baker, Florida, earlier this year. Deputies said they found Moby on the boat that month and tried to arrest him, but he jumped into a swamp along the Yellow River and got away. Moby was charged with a string of offenses, including grand theft of a vehicle, felony criminal mischief, two counts of resisting an officer, possession of a concealed weapon by a felon, carrying a concealed handcuff key. I don't, I, we'll get back to that one. And possession of drug paraphernalia. Mulby also had a pipe containing what appeared to be metamethamphine residue and a revolver on him when he was taken into custody. Oh my gosh. One gosh. local wrote, what I would give to see the video of him on a lawnmower getting taste played to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. While another added, if he could have outrun them on that mower, it would have been a great commercial for John Deere. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's not the first time cops have caught a Florida man using a lawnmower as a vehicle. Back in August 2020, police body camera footage captured an inebriated suspect being pulled over for driving his lawnmower in the middle of a highway. Paul Burke <laughs> was nabbed on Highway 316 in Fort McCoy and told the surprised officer, just take me to jail. A report, this is, the, this is the, the most important part of the article, a report in September 2020 revealed that lawnmowers kill more people than bears, sharks, or alligators each year. Whoa. Now, that's wow. because people are stupid. <laughs> I just, right? I can't get out of Where's my head for? him. I, I mean, I've been on riding lawnmowers. They, they'd go what, like 10 miles per I, hour? Maybe a little even? faster without the blade going. I don't know, but I just don't. I would think that you could I'd catch be able him to on walk foot. It, walk and catch Who are these cops? That I like how it describes how they finally caught up with him. Like, <laughs> right, that's that's what I'm. At which point did they have to catch up with him? Like, well, After already... they finished the donuts. Chuck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> truly. And are they the same ones that couldn't arrest him because he jumped into the swamp? Like, do they just watch him swim away? Oh, like, maybe it's the same people. Maybe. maybe and the and then, cops. firstly, his name's Dusty. He has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's in life. That's it. You know. <laughs> I, I, I just I, the tase. Now, can we get to that? D was that really necessary? I mean, if he was well, actually, hey, you know, he was carrying a revolver. That's yeah, true. that's true. Maybe he pulled the revolver or something. I also love that they call it a revolver. <laughs> Maybe it actually. Yeah, was. I just think that would be funny. I mean, so did they tase him? He fall off, and the mower just kept going, or yeah, what happened? There's a lot of unanswered questions in this article. Yeah, but that's our Florida that man news uh, for this anyway. episode. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's Yikes. all the time we have. Simon, Tiny Chuck, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. Always a pleasure. Always. Yes, no doubt. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You could just hop on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com, or even lachiserie.com and click on our link. All right, and thank you to all our supporters once again. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the podcast, which we'd really appreciate, just go to that website, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the anchor link where you can donate to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, Littles. 99 cents a month. Also, if you don't want the reoccurring donation, you can just head on over to our Venmo page and use the code LLPod. And our link will come up, and you can do a one-time donation there. We really appreciate it. Thank you once again, Kristen LeBlanc, for coming on the podcast. That's going to be my – sorry. Christopher Giannini, I, I love you. You know that. But he loves both of I you. I love both of you. <laughs> okay. And thank you to Meredith Bootsy and Grant Garraway for our bumpers this episode. And, of course, the one and only Tony Kornheiser for our other bumper this episode. Oh, yeah. 
And remember, if you need a uh, grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. Or if you need fog free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. Or if you just want to buy books, or you know, I, we have to go to the website. They yeah. might have other stuff besides just books. Mm-hmm. But go to aaronsbooks.com. That's A A R O N S B O O K S.com. Make sure you use the code LLPOD and put that in the comments at checkout, and you will get 15% off. Whoa, baby. 15% off. So remember, as always, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. I have your guitar. I do not have your cocaine. Lost in the dust of a sound
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Take that, Subaru. Oh.